previously on our Telltales The Walking Dead series. As you come upon a group of students. Well, the teacher with the two students gets his legs caught in a, in a bear trap. And you make it back to the motor inn. You know, soon after that, you meet Andy and Dan St. John, who are two dairy farmers. Uh, Mark, Ben, and either Doug or Carly and yourself end up joining the two brothers to go to the dairy farm. Mid-conversation, Mark is shot in the back with an arrow. And then Br- uh, Brenda takes care of Mark. Oh, this is a door to a secret room in this house. And behind the door is that exact reveal that you had, Mo, of, oh, it's Mark. And Mark is missing a third of his body. You know, Larry is just yelling at Lee as he tends to, just being a terrible, terrible racist man that does not deserve to live. And hey, guess what? He has a heart attack, you know, and you are essentially forced to murder to escape. Welcome to episode 110 of the Left Behind Game Club. This week, we play Telltale's The Walking Dead, season 1, episode 3. Let's get right into it. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCord, and today I have two friends with me. The first friend, you know him, you love him. His name is Mo Mertotti. Hey, everyone. Another episode. Let's go. Another episode of The Walking Dead with our three-time returning guest. Uh, he is a writer at Dual Shockers and a Twitch streamer at Cam Final Mix. It's Cam Hawkins. Cam, thank you so much for coming back. Yeah, no problem. Uh glad to be here we are very excited to have you talking today about the third episode in the first season of the walking dead which is the episode titled long road ahead now as always these walking dead titles are developed and published by telltale games and this episode was originally released on april 24th 2012 gentlemen before we get into talking about episode three why don't we give just a very short summary of what happened in episode two where do we leave off when we start this episode uh yeah so the crew's like in a motel and um these two brothers uh say hey we need uh, like we can uh give you food some like better shelter (laughs) all that jazz uh because things are uh wearing thin where they're currently at and then they basically go to the house uh meet the family and find out that they are cannibals that they Eef. eat human flesh. And I call it. Uh, yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> and, uh, and basically, by the end of it, like everyone has either died or turned into a walker in the family. And they leave to go back to the motel. And we pick up uh, where they're back at the motel. And you start the episode as um, with Lee and Kenny. And they are scavenging. And very quickly, like, things kind of turn bad. Yeah, especially because you just also, as a refresher, you looted that vehicle with all the supplies and medical supplies and the food. And that was kind of like that one thing, like, do we take it, do we not? And I think that's what, like, this episode starts up with as well. Yeah, and you're you're starting by looking for more supplies. Yeah. And so you go back to Everett Pharmacy, which is the pharmacy from the first episode. And very own. quickly with Kenny are faced with two decisions and some like really 
cool quick time events where the first decision is there's a girl who comes out of another store close to Everett Pharmacy and you're given the choice, one, do I shoot her or two, do I leave her alone and essentially leave her to be bait for zombies? And then right after you do like a panic event where you have to scavenge as many supplies as possible. So if you are not hands on the thumbsticks ready to scavenge, you are not going to do well and your uh, your camp is not going to be happy with you. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize that. Is there like a limit or a max item list? Because when, we when I started scavenging, it's like grab as much as you can, but it seemed like the pressure was on. Is there like an yeah. achievement for getting everything? Like, is this a replayable no. level, I guess? <laughs> yeah, the Telltale games historically are very much just like beat the episode That's and beat the chapter of the, like a chapter of this episode and then you get the achievements. You'll always get a thousand gamer score by the time you're done with it. Games like Life is Strange is, is a little bit more specific. Um, in that sense, but yeah, there's no specific achievement uh, for that. But I don't know what the maximum is, but I got 14 when I did Same, mine. same exact number, okay. 14. Ooh, I, I got like a, a blurb saying you got like 10, and then I might have grabbed one or two other things. Um, mm-hmm. I, I struggled with the controls. I'm playing on the Switch still for this episode. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I had such a weird like grip on the actual Switch itself. I, both hands were pretty much on the right controller. Uh, it's just, it's just very like finicky. There's actually a point where I muted the game during this. Cause it was during our first real decision. You, you mentioned Jacob, there's that girl, the lady that comes out yeah. and is screaming, help me, help me. Um, and you have to decide, like, like you said, like, do you let her get attacked by the mob and have them as a distraction? Well, I did that. Cause I'm like, we're not bringing another person into this like group. There's no way. Uh, but she's screeching the whole time and screaming like help me help me to the point where I muted myself while I was looting because I just didn't want to hear the screaming so maybe the, maybe that was something that like is meant to be in there to like force you to hustle but for me I'm like I just can't listen to this anymore I also shot her and I had a different like perspective on it again my character's like very selfish and like I want to be like a Lee who is all about himself and so my thought is like I'm going to shoot her and that will like draw the zombies in so I have time to scavenge more. And obviously that was not the case. <gasps> oh, sorry, Jacob. I miscommunicated. I didn't shoot her. I, I let her be the okay. distraction. Sorry. So what did you do, Cam? Yeah. So I think originally I, in like my original playthrough, just for those that might be hopping on in this episode. So the way I'm going about this myself, because I have played through this game twice. This is my third time playing through it. Uh, this time around, I'm doing like the exact opposite of what, like I did the la- the first time around, the first two times around, where I'm just being like the worst kind of person uh, to a certain degree. There are some things that even for me, I was just like, I can't do this. Like I just mm-hmm. could not do this. <laughs> um, but in this one, I was just like, yeah, let's just feed her to the zombies. We're gonna go. <laughs> I mean, she's dead already. She was already bitten, like that type of thing. So yeah, um, yeah. Um, but I think originally I I did shoot her because just to put her out of her misery type thing. In terms of stats, on mine, it's showing that, like, did you shoot the girl in the streets? It's saying you and 60% of players did not shoot her. So I think the common one wow. is just take her out. Because the majority, it seems, wow. is just letting her be the uh, the distraction you need, essentially. It was, it was kind of worded that way, too, when you're talking. It's like, oh, she's going to be really helpful if we just let her be there. If you shoot them, maybe more walkers come out kind of thing. I feel like this decision, um, so here's the thing with this game, I feel like, is compared to other Telltale games, I feel like this one is a much more, rea- like, and it makes sense because, you know, you're in the zombie apocalypse that it's more morality <laughs> focused. Like, this is obviously, like, the good choice. This is obviously the bad choice, even though they don't 
do it that way, like in Mass Effect, where it's like Paragon versus Renegade. But um, in this scenario, it's just like I can like I can see the argument for both sides. Like it's just one of those things. Like oh yeah, like she's she's basically dead. Like you know what I mean. Uh, so just save the time. Like I'm like I feel bad that this this she's in this situation type thing, but she's already gone. But then another situation is like, I don't want to shoot somebody. I don't want to kill a human being like that. That's terrible. Yeah. So it's just like, it's kind of like a pick your poison decision, really, right there. I feel like this game, uh, jumping off your point, Cam, is always about morality, but it's always about which choice is worse than the other. It's like, there are no good choices. It is like, which one is morally gray and which one is like really, really awful. Um, no, I, I don't know about no. Like, I don't think that's a hundred percent true. Uh, it, a lot of it is re- like I think it's like really subjective. Where I don't know, like, cause you know, there's like those situations. Like, there are certain situations where like they like they they put you in there. Like you like like oh you. As far as I remember, you like you have to chop off the dude's leg. Like you can't just like bamf out of there. Like <laughs> if there was an option there, like like you know. You even though it sucks to get the chop off that guy's leg, but like he can still potentially survive. Yeah. So that is the good choice. Like that is that would be the good decision. Um, but and, and you know I can't think of uh, uh, certain other scenarios. But there there are like I do think in general there are a lot of like there are some like morally gray options like the car at the end of episode two. Like you know oh we need these supplies. We're literally starving. But then, like, oh, what if this family or what if this group is still alive and we're stealing their supplies, like that type of thing? So, like, I get what you're saying, but I don't think it's. At, I don't think it, I, I still think that there's some a number of decisions that are pretty like good slash bad. Like, in, and we'll talk about those. The like a big one near the end of the episode, uh, revolving Kenny, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that uh, very much was a hey. Do this for your boy, or you are a monster for making him do this. You know what I mean? I think immediately after you get out of the pharmacy, you fight off a bunch of zombies, and then you end up back at the motel where the morale in your group has, like, started to come apart. Yeah, exactly. Like, Lily, the so-called leader of the group at the the time being, just lost her father in the last episode um, when Kenny bashed his face in kind of thing. (laughs) So she's still kind of, like, dealing with that. And it's kind of always, it's shown as, like, she's definitely distraught from it. And you can tell that, um, as anyone would be. But she's also starting to, like, show off, like, uh, erratic behavior where she's starting to, like, question the people in the group with not really that much evidence. A lot of that kind of stuff. But at the same time, you're not too sure because if it's actually because of her dad or if it's actually because she has genuine suspicion, it's, it's you get put in that position where you have to either, like, de-escalate her stress or figure out what's going on and try to substantiate. Is there merit to what she's saying? Is Does someone, did someone steal items? Because that's the first thing she says. There's someone in the group that's taking supplies. And you, I th- I'm assuming you get the choice to like either say, oh yeah, there is someone, or you say like, show me some evidence, or you say, uh, no, that's not happening, please calm down. I'm interested to see how you guys kind of handled it, but th- my approach was very like, just let's see what, let's, let's, let's go based off logic and reason, because emotions can kind of teeter you off the wrong path. Let's see if we can kind of apply that in this kind of like situation with Lily. How did you guys yeah. feel about her? Well, in this situation, which is one of the few situations, I thought that Lily was 
Lily had no reason to lie about that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she had no reason to lie about stealing supplies. Like, it, it's kind of like when you talk to Kenny about Lily, where she's he's just like, I don't distrust her. I just don't agree with her, like, on a lot of things. And that's kind of how, like, I perceived Lily in that situation. Like, wh- there's no reason for her to lie. And then it got to the point where, like, I, you know, I had Lee hear her out and, like, she gave example. She gave examples of the things that were being taken. Like she was like opium, like or uh, you know, like all that stuff. Um, all the heavy duty uh, medicinal drugs and things like that. I was like, okay, like you obviously, there's obviously something up here. Like you know, and uh, we'll figure out what's going on. Yeah, I I kind of took on the the Batman like greatest detective, and I didn't want to because I know that Lily is probably like emotionally fragile, and she's had a, a terrible tragedy happen to her. So like, is she seen clearly? Maybe not, but like like you said, I had no reason to doubt that she is trying to put it on someone. Maybe she just like, maybe she just see, isn't seeing things as clearly as she should. And I, and I mean, she clarifies. She says like, she's like, I know that I'm like not in. A- good place right now but i'm not stupid like i'm not like she 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 is completely aware she's 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 very transparent with lee in that situation like that was like the one point in in the game like because you know i had my i didn't really like lily throughout but at this point like she she's just like hey i'm like i get it i get that like i'm basically mad at y'all for killing my dad i'm i'm mad like i'm i don't agree with kenny and uh and all that stuff but i'm not crazy like i'm not you know she's not trying to uh deteriorate the group you know because then she'd be deteriorating herself like it doesn't make sense yeah it's definitely like like you're on, it's on that fence like you're, you're not too sure because at the end of the day you're seeing like an over almost like a it's shown as an overreaction because her emotions are like heightened, but at the same time, like you said, Cam, she's sh- she's showing that there are reasons to believe that stuff is being stolen by someone in the camp, and like you said, why would she really make it up unless it is being, um, a, maybe it's a paranoia thing where it thinks someone's out to get them? Because remember, it's a zombie apocalypse. There's barely enough any food tomorrow. Um, you never know where you're gonna go. She just lost her dad. Everyone's being shot left and right. Like no one is really thinking straight relative to themselves a year. ago go this is them trying to deal with the best they can and kind of t- taking shots and dealing with them as they can the best they can depending on what's happening to them directly like either it's a um a walker coming in and biting you in the face or a walker <laughs> biting you in the face tomorrow you're always on edge and your decisions are based off of that like basic premise always in front of you so you sleuth around you find out that like hey there's there's chalk with some markings and and then you go to the outside of the camp and realize that someone has placed a bag of medical supplies in an outside grate where, why are they there? Oh, it's because they're being given to bandits. And very quickly, there's a confrontation when you go back to speak to Lily about who you think has done the thing. The bandits come inside and are basically like, who isn't giving us our cut because we're going to kill people if we don't get what, what we were promised. Yeah, that, that was definitely rowdy because like it, it, right before all of that happened, one thing that that's going to give context to our next decision is, um, is it Carly? Is that the one that's on the upper? Carly or Doug? Or Doug. Yeah. Carly slash okay, so, Doug. So for me, in my playthrough, Carly is still alive. Um, and she yeah. one of the first things she kind of tells you is like, hey, I need you to tell everyone what's going on about your history. I need you to tell them what's what happened. Um, because like now is the time when you have that thing. It's like, why would I tell them now? It's like, it's never going to be a good time. And right now this is probably your chance to kind of like 
be clear with them. That way they're kind of all on your page. So I, for me, I did that route. I literally told every single person. I told uh, Ben, who is still alive in my playthrough. Um, I, I told uh, uh, Clementine. I told uh, Katya. I told uh, the husband. I, every single person I could, I mentioned. Um, I mentioned everything about it kind of thing. So she, I had that almost like guilt off my shoulders for uh, for the main character. Did you guys have so that is, similar thing? So- so this is actually really different uh, than if you don't have Carly. Because, again, like this is my first time playing with, with Doug instead oh, of Carly. Oh, cool. And because Doug doesn't, Doug doesn't know anything. Like, Doug doesn't know anything about your background or anything like that. So, like, um, when it came to uh, when it came to the situation, like, uh, it's... N- you, don't, you don't basically, like, consensually tell the group uh, it's, it's done a different way mm-hmm. in the episode... And you basically, like, have conversations with people throughout the episode regarding the, mm. regarding Lee's past. And it was, it's very different, actually. It's, like, one of the, I think one of the big differences in this episode, uh, the, you know, with the having Carly in your group or having Doug in your group. So, uh, so, basically you're saying the confrontation with the bandits is the part that varies greatly depending on who is in your group. No, learning about Lee's past. Learning about Lee's past. Yeah. Okay, I understand. I understand. Okay. Yes, yes. Because I, I looked into it as well, and depending on who you have, there are more people that are killed because Carly is more competent with a weapon. Because she is more competent with a weapon, she will kill two bandits where Doug will only kill one bandit because he sucks and can't shoot. <laughs> hmm. So even the little stuff like that, like depend varies depending on who you have. I was saying it's it's, it's interesting as well because because uh, again, just like learning more about Doug. Um, I I really like Doug. I really like Doug <laughs> as a character. Like he's he's just like uh, I don't know. Uh, he he's just like so genuine and kind and just wants to help and uh and he's knowledgeable about a lot of things too um but he knows he's like one of those situations where like i don't think he he's kind of like ben but with that but without like the fragility that ben has you know what i mean like he like he still has like a place he knows where he can help but he knows that he's not like a leader if that makes sense he knows that like he knows his place and he wants to help with the like with the role that he has Doug is the uncool version of Ludacris from the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> Doug is way, way warmer. Doug, <laughs> Doug is the uncool version of Ludacris from the Fast and Furious movies. He's the tech. I mean... He knows some stuff, but like Doug is incredibly uncool. But he's, he's someone that you just want to like, like ingratiate yourself to. He's a, he's someone that you're like, yeah, be my friend. I, I kind of feel bad for you. You're dopey. Doug. <laughs> I feel so out of place because I literally have no. The only thing I have about Doug in my brain is in the 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 pharmacy when he gets killed right away and he's like gone. So you guys are like, Doug is great. Doug is not great. And I'm like, Doug doesn't exist. He he's he's been <laughs> dead. He's been dead. <laughs> um, um. With that being said, I think that what what essentially happens in that like cluster when everyone's kind of coming into the the bandits are coming and accusing you of stealing their supplies, you're kind of like, okay, we have to start. We we have to. S- Get the heck out of here! Essentially, is what what's happening, and the little quick time event happens where you're starting to shoot. By the way, one of the worst shooting mechanics I've ever experienced. hundred percent terrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. I uh, I almost rage quit. I almost rage quit, but I proceeded. <laughs> I continued on. It was like a light um, so gun we- shooter from an arcade because like there was little to no recoil on like you know when when you shoot something and it 
it like goes like there was none of that with this. And look, I don't expect yeah. a Telltale game to shoot shoot good, but like this was not good. Yeah, no, 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 no. it totally wasn't. But we all pre- prevailed, I'm assuming, <laughs> yeah. and we were able to kind of get through it. For me, we we all kind of ran into the RV. All of us eventually jumped in, and we got out of dodge because there was no way we could fight it. I I think. Well, maybe there was like eight people shot from the bandits, but they just kept coming apparently. So we had to kind of get out of there um, and pretty much head our way off, which is something no one wanted to do because no one wanted to go into the RV. Lily's biggest thing was like, no, we should stay because we have like security or actually I don't even know the logic behind staying kind of thing because you're running out of supplies. Um, but everyone jumps in the RV. Now there's no choice. We have to get out of here because the, ho- the motel is compromised. So you get in the car, or you get yeah. in the RV, rather. You start driving, you stop, and that's when you have a confrontation between the group and when your entire group basically explodes. Mo? Yes. I, I, I wanna, I'm I going to explain my part, because I'm assuming it's completely different from yours. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but in, in this process, uh, Lily's starting to accuse Ben, who's still alive in my playthrough, and Carly for stealing the supplies and he's getting extremely agitated but not presenting like that much proof mostly like her gut is telling her it's one of them and it has to be and she's her she's getting really agitated by it and forcing ben to kind of admit either admit that it was him or admit it was carly that way she can like get rid of carly but either way lily was like i am gonna rip you guys apart if you don't tell me and you're kind of caught in the middle of like do you diffuse the situation do you support one side do you not for me in the past couple of decisions, a lot of it was like, let the conversation go. You'll figure out the answer as you go. So I let the timer go quite a bit before I made my, my decision. In my situation, she takes out the gun, shoots Carly in the head in front of like everyone after like a little bit of chaos. And it's like, holy, this completely boiled over, like completely crossed the line. Like she just, there was not enough evidence. And she just decided to make that call that I'm killing this person right and shooting them right in the head. Did and you... you ma- Oh, sorry. Like, did you end up uh, defending Ben when you were outside or were you just kind of like listening or like what what was the situation that happened when you guys got out out of the RV? So uh, the the one thing I do remember was there was one situation when when Lily was really getting in on Ben saying like it was you tell him he's shaking. He's completely like tr- like he's saying it's not me. It wasn't me. Please don't hurt me. Like, how can I convince you I'm on your side? Like, please trust me. And at that point, I'm like, yo, Lily, he's broken. Like, you've gotten through. He definitely didn't do it. And I kind of like backed him there. And that's when she kind of uh, made the call to like, all right, I'm shooting Carly right in the head in front of Clementine. Everyone Wild. like right then so- there. So here's the thing that's interesting about this, and I don't know if it depends on whether or not you are, like, siding with Lily or Ben when you're outside of the the vehicle. Because, like, yeah, for, through my experience, I defended Ben, like, my first time around. I defended Ben, Lily shot Carly. This time around, um, I was siding with Lily uh, about it because, oh. one, because, one, I, like, like, spoilers... You find out later in the episode that it was Ben. And, mm-hmm. but also, like, because I, so I knew, because I was going in already, uh, knowing that it was Ben. And then also, if you, because I was, like, kind of paying attention, and, and they do a really, a really good way of, like, trying to, like, cover it up, but they do give, they give you hints. They give you hints that it's Ben. Because when you get into the RV and you start driving off, he's, like, freaking out in the RV and he says, I'm sorry. You hear him say, I'm sorry. And, and, and like, you know, and then he also, like, before the crash happens where they run into the walker where they get out of the RV, he's, like, about to confess. Like, it's, it feels, 
it doesn't feel like he's in a sense that he's saying it because he's even though she's forcing him it feels more like he's just scared to admit that it was him that's like the vibe i personally got from it like seeing it in the instance that like ben you know that i know that it, it you know it was ben but like yeah he literally says i'm sorry when when things start going off but it's so quick that if you're not like it may not just register for you and you're just like oh like that was just ben being ben or something like that but no it, it was ben um and so you know i was defending lily and then uh doug was defending ben and lily was about to shoot ben and then doug grabs ben and then uh basically uh doug just jumps uh, in and Lil, like Lil, yeah, Doug just jumps in, grabs Ben, just to like he doesn't even try and like jump in like a like a like a bullet shield, but he just tries to grab him and uh turn and turn him towards him and then uh and then uh Lily shoots uh Doug in the back of the head. Wow. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, it's wild. It, and it's, it's wild. It, it is so wild and it's why it was wild for me cuz at the actual camp when the bandits were attacking I knew what was going on, and with the bandits, you could say, like, hey, guys, like, it's fine. You don't know who did it, and you can basically allude to, like, hey, it was me. Like, we'll get you your stuff. I had no idea who it was. I didn't remember who actually put the stuff out, and I was floored that, like, I didn't understand why Doug, like, jumped and jumped in front of a bullet for Ben. Was it just because Doug's a good guy? I think that's, that's the entire arc there. The way I saw it, he wasn't trying to take the bullet for him. He was just trying to get him out of the way, and he just accidentally was in the middle of course, of it, if that Doug, makes sense. accidentally taking a bullet. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's when you're given well, So this, what did you guys do? Well, that's the yeah. second decision you're given, is like, do you then t- say, Lily, like, we're going to take you in, even though you just murdered someone, or you're going to leave someone? So as a selfish character, I was like... You just murdered someone with no evidence. You were a judge, jury, executioner. Therefore, you're gone. You you are too dangerous to be on this crew. I left her. Yeah, for me, I meant to leave her behind, but I but I forgot. Like like, like for some reason, I thought that I left her behind the first time I played. I was like, no, I did ha- take her with me. So I took her with me again. Now and I, and I, it was like way too late to realize. It was like a checkpoint. I'm like. I'm not playing through this yep. episode again. Like I'm not restarting this episode. So I was just like, "All right, she's just coming with," and uh, and all that stuff. So with, with me, I, I remember I was playing that like kind of neutral party. We've gone through a lot. Um, Lily lost her dad. I wasn't expecting her to shoot someone straight in the head in front of everyone. But once that happened, I was like, "Okay, regardless of who's right and wrong, the line was crossed. It's tough to trust you because we didn't really have like evidence to show that Ben did it." Speaking of which, the spoiler. When I did find out Ben did it, I was on the train car when he like flat out tells me. He's like, I did it. And, you're, and I was like, wait, what? And when I found that out, I'm like, man, don't get injured. Because if you do get injured, we're moving on. We're not, we're not, resusc- we're not resuscitating in this situation because you literally caused the death of someone else and the abandonment of Lily who was looking out for us. My Lee had just told Kenny that like he murdered someone. It was this episode where you told Kenny that you murdered someone, right? I think that was he yeah. finds out. So so okay. So this is where it starts. So if you have Doug, Lily tells everyone in front, like during that escalation, that Lee is a murderer, that Lee murdered someone and went to jail for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then because because you basically just said, oh, you just murdered someone. It's like you've murdered someone too, like that type of thing. Um, 
And then that's when, and then, but it's later on where like you talk to Kenny about what happens and you talk to Clementine about, about it and things like that instead of at the motel where you're kind of just telling everyone. Cause like I remember like when you tell everyone before, Kenny's just like, yikes, that's, that's like hard to swallow, but like I'm glad that you told me. Like, you know, like everyone's kind of like in that same vibe. Like I'm, you know, that obviously is concerning. But I'm glad that you told me now instead of finding out another way. In this, in this way, Lily tells everybody. Because remember, Larry knew who, who he was um, in the second episode. And I assume that Larry told Lily about it. Yeah, that, that's, that's what happened with mine because I did tell everyone. So when she flat out calls me out and says, uh, you murdered someone. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, we all know. He, he's cool. He told us. <laughs> She's like, wait, you all knew? It's like, yeah, I, I squashed that. We good. Our team's solid now. <laughs> he, can't, he can't phase us right now. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I did abandon Lily just for the sole fact that, like, yo, we, this is tough to trust you moving on. We need everyone to be on the same page. And, like, if one person's, like, trying to divide someone, we need evidence or else you can't bring that into the group it's this is survival this is the post-apocalypse we have each other and that's it so the one thing that like especially i think this episode was the episode i was waiting for to really see is that like i didn't the telltale games i like i'm just gonna say for the the, this one specifically because it's just like held in such high regard is that the difference like the differences in your paths and the paths aren't like that different like aren't that there's aren't that many like options that or paths that you can go down i would say but it's more of just like depending on what you do that depend like that determines like the the viewpoints that you have of certain characters Mm -hmm. because like you know you you telling everyone about that like i could see lily you know in that situation now with lily just outing you like that because she knew that, like, she knew that she thought that was, like, some sort of, like, trump card against you. Like, now that makes her seem even more bad in that situation than, like, potentially if, you know, uh, you didn't tell. And then, like, it's, it, but you were defending her. Like, it, it, it just gives a whole different viewpoint of a certain character depending mm-hmm. on what you do. Which I think is really, really cool. Like, yeah. I don't, I feel like you don't see that as, like, as much when it comes to, like games where you you have these uh paths to that you know these decisions to make yeah it just changes the like the 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 relationship you're you're building throughout the entire game episode by episode you're i get what you're saying where essentially the same story is happening but your relationships with each character might change so you might get a snarky response versus like a trustworthy response versus like oh you told me that last time but really well how can i trust you those types of replies will come back if you lied to the person kind of previously Um, with that said, I think we, from this point, one thing that we didn't mention is during that chaos, when we're running out of the motel, some people got hurt, um, in that escape in my playthrough at least. Um, so for me, uh, duck actually, uh, got injured. Uh, I think he hit his head and Katya, I think like maybe busted her arm or something very lightly, but it wasn't that like worries, worrisome until we're back in the RV and we're heading back and Katya and, uh, Duck. Uh, Kenny yeah. are like, hey, we need to talk. Like, Duck is definitely like in some rough shape, and he's been bitten. And you can kind of tell that both parents understand, but it's not that for me. I felt like it wasn't the time to be like, all right, are we gonna kill him? For me, it was very like, 
okay, if he does turn, it's not like uh, Lily's dad where he can literally take us all out. Worst thing happens is maybe he hurts Katya, but she seems well aware and like conscious of like, I know what we have to do, but like give us a sec. Yeah, it's, it's two things also. It's, it's, you know, Duck is a child. And so like if we're watching this child, we can contain this child more easily than, than a full-grown adult or like a, a bull-shaped man uh, from, from previous episodes. And then the second thing is that um, Kenny just denies the entire time that there's anything going on. He's just like, no, no, it's fine. Like, Duck is fine. We're going to watch him. Everything's going to be fine. Like, he's not bit. He's not going to turn. Don't worry about it. And I I was incredibly surprised at how shell-shocked he was in not realizing that, like, something terrible had happened and his son will likely not come back and again i'm not a parent so i can't say like that's not how i would react but like it was very interesting to see that turn in him i I was very mindful of both katya and uh, kenny's responses whenever we're talking about this and i there's always three options to choose to like reply and i felt like one of them was like the agitating answer the other one was like ignore it and pretend like it's not happening and the third one was like you giving them like parenting advice kind of option so for me the first bit i'm like i'm gonna let them mourn and figure it out because i know his little duck is not a threat right now and they definitely don't want to take out their like we just had a traumatic experience we were attacked by bandits like the last thing i want to see is hey yo you guys have to kill your kid right now in front of me or else we can't continue on it was very like let's see let's ride this out because not as long as like Calentine's is safe and the rest of the crew is safe, I trust the parents to like take care of Duck, and that was my like assumption moving forward. Let's let's see how it goes. If it does get a little crazy and Kenny doesn't want to do what needs to be done eventually, um, I assumed I'll I'll have a situation where I can like take care of it myself, kind of thing. And that's how I played it out. The worst part of this episode is next, where you have to like come up you come up on a train and you have to fix the train because. You're, you want to you want to start moving forward on the train instead of in the RV, and so there's like some really not fun puzzle solving where you have to go between parts of the train and like prepare it essentially to to get going. Uh, did you guys feel the same way I did about this part not being fun? Like this to me was such a time suck. Yeah, it was. Uh, for, like it's the thing. It, it's nice to have puzzles and things like that. So like find the map, find the instructions, and then you find like the actual key. The train, like, instrument panel matches the, like, uh, it's cool. It's another element added to the game, and I won't say it was totally bad, but I can see what you're saying, Jacob. It was very, like, we, okay, we have to, like, we'll go around, pick the item, click here, pick the other item, click. It was a lot of unnecessary travel, to, but I, I felt like it was just, it's par for the course. This is what we expect, I think, from a lot of the Telltale Story games. They will be good stories. Mechanics are not the greatest, but sometimes maybe you want that little extra bit of complexity in the game rather than just walk over, talk to someone, walk over, talk to someone. Yeah, I guess it mixes it up. Yeah, and I think that, like, so the whole bit with starting the train, I I was fine with. Because it actually, like, kind of, like, you know, goes back to Clementine talking to you about the, the leaf thing that she learned in class. Like, that's basically, like, how they figured out the instructions which i thought was like really cool i was like it yeah was, i like, like that there's a reason why that that was there um but like there definitely is a point where where like you know because i played the game already i knew i needed this weapon you know this this tool to undo the thingy but you have to do certain things to like unlock the ability to do so and i'm just like oh my god i shouldn't like i should just be able to do it i should just be able to do it and we can like move on like you know once you meet once you meet chuck i you should just be able to like 
Just lift it up. We're good to go. But no, you have to go back to Kenny and blah blah blah, and then start try and start the train. And then he and then he tells you you have to. Go. I'm like, come on now, just let let us go. And just just to, to mention, Chuck, I think is the the new character that gets introduced. Uh, he's a gentleman living in a, the train or living in a train car that you discovered, but you don't meet him until later on. Uh, and to talk about like those little mini games and puzzles, the one that annoyed me was like. In, in my playthrough, I had to find alcohol to, like, offer it up to uh, uh, Kenny to, like, make him get out of his chair. That way I can it's grab a, a map. I've never yeah. been so annoyed trying to figure out how to get past the section. I had to look it up and, like, go find the booze, give it to Chuck, then go up to Kenny, talk to Kenny, offer him booze. Now you can grab the map. Yeah, so I actually forgot, like, how to do like do that too at first. But I did find the bottle, like, straight away. So I was just like, okay, I can't give this bottle to Kenny. So I was, And I was like, I guess I'll go back to Chuck. And then I was like, oh, okay. So, but, like, yeah, I agree with you. Like, that even took me a second to figure out. So, like, I can't imagine for someone who was their first time, like, yeah. you know, because, yeah, I just, I just happened to find the bottle. I forgot it was completely a thing at all. So, yeah, I, I definitely so agree So you, you give him booze, but before that, there's a very... I guess it's it's a decision that doesn't have that many consequences, but it's an important decision for this episode where you are asked, like, you and Kenny start to get into it verbally, and the game says, like, hey... The game doesn't just say, like, fight the man or not fight the man, but it escalates really quickly, and you can either choose to get physically... Uh, to get physical with Kenny or to kind of just talk it out. I didn't have a single situation where I was like asked to fight Kenny for every single thing I did was like de-escalating and talking to him down. Like everything's okay. We'll deal with it. He's like, go talk to, uh, go tell Katya he's going to be fine or whatever. And I, I always chose like the soft approach and I never got a choice to like fight him. It was very, it gave me the blurb saying you were able to talk him out of this. So I, when I saw the end and it said, did you fight Kenny? I'm like, oh, I wish I would have. That would have been sweet. That's like a very good, like light heavyweight versus light heavyweight. They both look about the same stature. We could have, we could have put like betting odds on this kind of thing, but I didn't have that option to fight Kenny. I, I don't, I don't know if it was the first time or the first dialogue option or the second one, but like, I definitely know that cause I did fight Kenny, that there was an option that literally just said, fight him. Oh, wow. <laughs> it just said, fight him. And I, yeah, we, we fought and it was, uh, it was interesting. Yeah. I I think that there's like a series and I I looked at a walkthrough later and there's like basically some very invasive things you can say. You can say like, you can be soft mode and be like, Hey, I want to talk. Like, I'm sorry. Like your wife needs you. Or you can just be like, you're the reason duck got bitten, which obviously like just sets him off and you get into a physical altercation. So I, f- I remember just now with you saying that what I chose to make him, I think, de-escalate because I randomly picked because it, it had the option. It's like, you think the farmer's boy's death is on you, don't you? When I said that, he's like, it's definitely the world universe is coming back at me. I took that man's son and he's taking my son away now, too. And I'm like, you know, that doesn't work. The world doesn't work like that, right? Like, this is not what's going on. And then that kind of got him like, OK, fine, because I, I found that like needle in his side, I think, with that uh, that option. And once that was taken out, he kind of was like, okay, maybe it was also because I had such good rapport with Kenny throughout my playthrough. Whenever there's a situation involving him, I always had his back reasonably. Whenever he was like lashing out at someone, I always chose an option like, yo, he's he's not trying to like be the bad guy here. He's using logic and reason, but maybe his approach isn't the best. So I kind of filled in that gap of like being the one that deciphers his approach. And luckily I didn't have to fight him for it. So maybe... That also played into that decision. In the end, 
it was i'll just give the the quantities here because i took it down it's like essentially 50 50 uh people deciding between fighting and not fighting um i think cam you did you fight you fought yeah so yeah. It's, it's me and you 54 percent of players fought him and 46 percent of players did not fight him so again oh, a great walking dead decision is one that is near 50 50 and that we can talk through like this so i'm glad that four out of five were pretty even in this in this uh in this episode yeah originally originally i i just talked to him like i you know i de-escalated the situation but this time i was like yes let's, let's get fight. into fisticuffs <laughs> with a quick time response let's go qtes rather um the next decision is kind of where the game gets i don't want to say like i didn't love this episode but like compared to the first two there was that middle section i didn't love but then the game just like brings you back up to 11 emotionally when you realize that duck isn't coming back that duck is is not good and that you should probably i don't want to say like bring lassie out back and take care of it but like take care of duck yeah what about of his misery what was your situation like with that with me it was a lot of like dialogue with with katya and uh kenny what, what did you guys have like yeah that, that was basically i think the the dialogue there is pretty much the same is okay. uh, just yeah it's just like katya saying like yo it's time like you know we gotta you know and then uh you know uh kenny's saying that like you know i'll do it and she's like no you can't and like you know and that's okay but we know that we both know that you can't so yeah uh, she was very very like uh supportive of kenny and understand like realizing he's not emotionally like ready for any of this and she as i think a nurse or a former doctor um, yeah, I bet, like, I bet, I bet, a vet. Yeah, so she she's very like, uh, I'll take care of this, and you get the option like as Lee, like, do you go kill him for them? Do you have like this Kenny do it? Blah blah blah. I chose none of the options, and I let the dialogue like go like finish in this one to see what was going to happen. And what my, what happened with me is Katja is the one's like, no, I'll do it, Kenny. I'll take him out. So she goes into the woods and she tells Lee, please take care of Kenny. Like, um, oh, he needs you right now, kind of thing. And she starts walking in the forest and you hear like a gunshot and you're like, oh, shoot. And Kenny is like, I have to go see her. She's probably like freaking out. Um, the, the same crazy thing happened with you guys where you walked into the forest and she's dead yeah. and she shot herself because she couldn't bring herself to do it. Yeah. Oh, that, um, unexpected. I, th- I think that is. I don't uh, think that's a choice. That happens no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. That okay. is that that's canon. That happens no matter uh, what. That so. that one was like very like. I completely like wasn't expecting it and I thought it was very well done because they made her seem like she was very okay with this. She understood it's her son and she had to do it. She tried her best. She's convincing everyone this is the way to do it. And it was so heartbreaking seeing like she, right at the end. She yeah, I think it. that that's not a choice, but the next choice you get three different options and it's so you, you come in the woods, you realize that, oh my God, Katja has killed herself and put duck essentially in a tree, like just sitting there slowly turning and you have to decide is kenny gonna be the one that's gonna kill his son lee are you going to be the one to kill duck to to essentially make kenny feel okay or or to do it for kenny or there's a third option where you can actually just leave duck in the woods yeah you can just leave leave him in the woods i did not i did not know that that's wild I uh when that situation was happening and I saw Kenny find that out, I'm like he's already elevated emotionally. Last time someone had like a, a like a very emotional state of mind, uh, shot Carly <laughs> in the face and it was Lily. 
So my thought process was like, how in any way do I get that gun from Kenny? Because like, regardless of what needs to be done, you never know. Like he could literally take his own life and we need Kenny right now because everyone's, we're losing everyone. It's like three people left in the squad. So my thought process was like, regardless, like if I have an option to like shoot the kid, I'm doing it now. Everything's over. I'm going to take over from now. Like, let me kind of take over. So when it gave me the option, I took the gun. I think I was, I can't remember if I was holding like Ken or he was right next to me kind of thing and like shot the kid. Uh, and it was like a, it changed the angle of like the screen or whatever. As soon as you do the bang and then we kind of walk out and it's like, you kind of, you almost, you don't feel the sense of relief for the, for Kenny, but it was a lot of like, okay, it's over now. Let's move on. We all understand what's happening kind of thing. And let's continue on with our survival. That's interesting that you, that's the, the tact you took of like, it wasn't about a father and a son. It was again, just a choice about the group in saying that like, I'm taking control and I'm going to be the one to take care of this. Yeah, because like previously in this situation, I'm like, it's not my kid. Let them figure it out. And I, I had a lot of faith in the the wife, like, cause she like she's seen death before. She's been healing people, and she's she was talking Kenny into everything, letting him understand what has to happen. And he was believing all of it. Remember, I didn't have, I didn't right. have to fight him either. So he was kind of calm with me and like really understanding kind of thing. But a lot of it was like he was freaking out, but at the same time, he still seemed within grasp to like be able to like help him get through this kind of thing. That's why. A lot of it was like, he can't kill his son. He just lost his wife. He still thinks he's responsible for the death of another kid. Imagine him shooting. We lose Kenny, essentially. He's, I don't know if he can even continue on if he's the one that put the bullet in the kid's head. Mm-hmm. I, uh, the way I took it was that I wasn't going to take this. I don't say this right, but I wasn't going to be the one to do this for Kenny. Like Kenny was going to be the one that was going to take it. I'm going to put the gun in his hands. I'm going to let him take care of his son. And like, I, I don't want to take that. I make it sound like it's a good thing. I don't want to take this moment away from, from his son, even though I'm like a very selfish man. Like we had just gotten into a fight and I'm just like, this is your son. Maybe it's for you to, to take care of this. Unless you really want me to do this, Mm -hmm. this is for you to do. Mm -hmm. I was full on prepared for him to be upset or stop me. But at the same time, that's what I read in the situation. Kenny's lost right now. Like, and he needs something. He needs help. And I kind of like felt like I should step in and help in that time because it, it, it wasn't his son anymore. And he knew that uh, even to shoot him, he still couldn't let that go kind of thing. But that's that's how I saw it. Uh, I mean, it's a really like, I mean, for original like for me, it's just more like just not having to have Kenny kill his own son like it's. I don't know. It's kind of like the opposite way of like originally when I originally played the game, it's like the opposite way of like what Jacob uh, was saying, where it's just like, <laughs> no dog, like you don't have to do this. This is way too painful. Like I couldn't even imagine like, it's like, you know, it's basically, I don't know. Like, I don't want to say it's compa- like, it's like a one for one comparison, but it's just like imagining like if your kid or like, you know, or if like you, you know, us, like our parents are like on life support and you want to pull the plug on life, like you don't want to make that decision. You don't want to have to do that. You know, you like, it's, it's just do have someone else do it. That's like willing to do it for you. And like, you can just not have to do that. I don't know. It's just, uh, but, but in this playthrough, uh, yeah, like I was just like, Kenny, you got this dog. (laughs) I, I'm really interested yes. to hear your perspective um, on that, knowing that immediately afterwards, 
like I there was a scene and I thought immediately of you cam and it was a scene between Clementine and Lee like I, I immediately wanted when I played this I'm like given the the you know you want to name your child Clementine like I want to know juxtaposed against like this moment where you either kill or you watch someone kill their own son and then you have this like really intimate moment yeah. where you're essentially teaching it's not your child but like your surrogate child how to survive in the zombie apocalypse so this is where clementine brings up lee's past uh if you don't yep. tell everyone ahead of time and she basically says like i you know if you could have told me it wouldn't have changed anything about about you know how i feel about you and things like that and also she says that um is it is it the one section where like in my playthrough it might have been different but it was you you asked over oh, me i asked clementine i'm like are you happy that you came along with me and she's like yeah, yeah. of course i would have ran yeah. out of food if it wasn't for you i'm glad i'm with you and this is after the fact in my playthrough when i already told her about like i went to jail i killed someone the whole shebang so yeah, she's very so, accepting yeah so what she said is just like you've you've killed like numerous people now and and then and then i told her i was just like no it's it's different. What I did was different than what we're doing, like what we've had to do since this apocalypse. Like I murdered someone, you know, it's, it's a different, it's a different, it's different justification. Um, you know, which is no justification in the matter of, uh, like, you know, uh, his, his past. Uh, and yeah, so that was, that was interesting. And I think, uh, yeah, I think that this is, I mean, outside of maybe the end of episode five, this is probably the most important, like Lee and Clementine moment of the entire yeah. of the entire game. Mm. Be, uh, they 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 call back to this moment in the final season too, and dude, <laughs> I was crying so hard. Uh, I was crying so hard, and it was it's basically just like um, you know yeah no it's just it's just. Clement, like Clementine and Lee, just like kind of like looking back, like we've come this far, like you know, and like this is what we have to do now to survive together. Like you know that at the end of the day, it's always still going to be like me and you. We're going to find your parents, like that type of thing. And just uh, I don't know, it's just, it's just a really like <sighs> sad, but like beautiful moment at the same time and um man what a what a it's a it's it's such a good scene and it and it very much like sets up like clementine as a character for the rest of the game and then into the next three seasons i really it's, wish it's really that great. that would have been where the episode ended like it was a really nice moment and they could have just left it there but instead you you mm-hmm. kind of take it to a, a different location to to finish up the episode I'm I'm playing the game like right, like as we're recording the podcast, so like I have no idea what happens in the next episode. But um, my assumption is like they always do that little climax. They finish the, the the high point or the low point in the game that they want to convey, and then they want to add that little bit of like, please play the next episode. Here's why, and I'm hoping this next little sequence is why because you do meet two new characters. So if we we get right into it, you're going along the train. You realize there's a blockage. What the blockage is, is a tanker is hanging off of a bridge and it's blocking the railroad. 
The tanker has inflammable signs, so the assumption there's probably fuel, diesel, gasoline, I think is what they reference directly. But like this isn't a mere thing of like, okay, move it out of the way. As soon as you move it out of the way, any spark or heat source, the whole area is going kaboom. So that's when you meet two random strangers Krista who are walking and along. Omid. I think uh, uh, they I don't know if they were newlyweds or if they were just yeah. like a couple, but they were obviously like intimate. Yeah, and they were on a yeah. road trip in the U.S. and this all happened. Uh, so that was kind of fun. I think they're from overseas. I want to say Australia, maybe. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not exactly I'm not sure, sure, but like you basically from. like go and search uh, an empty building for a blowtorch that helps you bring down this tanker. And the thing that um, you immediately realize, and it's because of Ben the Coward, like essentially looks backwards. Can you tell I'm not a, f- a big fan of Ben? You look backwards and like, he's just like, there are zombies, there are tons of zombies. And there are thousands of zombies coming towards you. And you very quickly have to decide like, we need to get out of here. How are we going to get out of here? And let's hope that nobody gets killed or captured while we're trying to get away. We- yeah, and to be scientific, there was a metric horde of zombies attacking you. So that that way everyone can understand. A me- That's metric a technical horde. term, right? Um, so we're definitely <laughs> uh-huh. technical, scientific. It's in the Geneva Convention. Look it up. Um, uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, so th- then th- I think this this kind of leads you along the lines of like you you once you finally clear the I guess the ex- the, the explosion, uh, what you notice is there's fuel leaking on the ground. And as the train is moving, as everyone's escaping, you're all jumping on board. Omid's kind of being, in my playthrough, is being a little delayed and not catching up to the thing because he didn't want to jump. Eventually, he jumps on the train, falls off, looks like he injures his leg or something, and you get the choice to like either save him or his uh, girlfriend at the time because they're running alongside the train, and you have like a quick time event where you have to like choose one and pick them up. I chose the girlfriend because I didn't realize there's an option to pick Omid, but at the same time, I was happy I chose her because in my head, I'm like, he's injured. What are we going to do to help him? Um, so that was my like gut reaction, save the girl. But I didn't see an option to choose like both of them. I, I would have been swayed either way because he was a little bit nicer. She kind of hated me the whole time. See, I never even thought about that like aspect of like, oh, like at the very least, Krista is like not injured. So she'll be more useful to the group. Yeah. I never even thought about that. Like before, this is my third time playing. I've never even thought about that. But like for me, like originally I picked Omid because I love Omid. I love Omid so much. He's, he's nice. He's such, a, he's such a cool character. Um, and, you know, he was injured. I was just like, I'm going to help him because he's injured, that type of thing. Um, but, yeah, this time I, I picked up I picked up Krista because, I, again, I'm just doing, like, the opposite type thing. Um, and, she, yeah, she was pissed. But then Omid comes in anyway. Omid <laughs> gets it. Omid pushes through. There, yeah, there's a quick little interaction where she's like, why'd you pick me? I'm like, trust me, I didn't want to. But, like, the game only gave me that choice, so yeah, this is the life I, we're living I, My in thought now. was strictly, like, <laughs> hey, one is injured. If Krista was injured, I would have pulled Krista in first. I'm like, Krista is injured. She needs help. There was no, like, thought about, like, gender or, like, who needed, who is the damsel who needs help. It was literally, like, Omid is hurt. I'm going to pull Omid in first, and Krista will be fine. She will get in here. Because the train wasn't moving fast. Um, so, that that's what happened there. Um Omid, Omid is injured. Krista Ooh. is either mad at you or not mad at you. And the episode ends on the walkie-talkie. And dum-dum-dum, there's someone talking to Clementine? What? I, I, 
Yeah, that was like super weird. To to give context, your the walkie-talkie that Clementine like always has with her all of a sudden starts to kind of get a little bit of a signal, and it's some guy speaking in like a little you know those creepy sweet voices that you do to talk to like your like to kids that you see in the movies. Like, come here, little girl. Like, make sure you do this. Like, don't tell Lee that we're that your we're gonna help you find your parents when you get here. So make sure you do like come to us kind of thing. And I'm like, oh no, did she just get like? tricked by these like people because they like they name drop the parents or they found out she's missing her parents what is going on because this might be trouble uh yeah i i remember the the first time uh that that happened i was just like what is going on i was so confused and it's like and it's crazy too because there's still two more episodes uh and uh that's all yeah this this to me is like your your uh, end episode weird thing not your fourth episode thing that was the i I had totally forgotten like there are a couple like key moments that i remember in this game it is like cannibals um and the thing that happens in episode four at the end of episode four and the thing that happens at the end of episode five i did not remember at all that there was a creepy man in the walkie-talkie did not remember at all Walking oh. Dead, more like the Talking Dead. Hey, <laughs> I, I liked it. I liked it so far. Um, so I, I need to know, like, where's where's yeah. this thing going? Let me know where where you think this is going, Mo. I know that Cam and I know where this is going. So Mo, I want to know where do you think this is going? Mm-hmm. Um, just the, the one last thing I want to mention about Clementine in my playthrough. There's a conversation earlier where you're like, you're asking her like, what are we gonna do when we get there? You're kind of trying to figure out a plan. And she was adamant we have to find my parents because they are in Savannah and that's the last place they would have been. And I kind of help her draft like, a, or talk her into like saying, okay, we'll go find your parents first, then find the boat for Kenny, uh, and we'll figure it out from there. So when I heard that walkie-talkie, I'm like, oh no, like there's going to be some kind of situation where I have to like tell Clementine, don't trust those people or whatever it might be. Um, or we're going to have to like follow and look for her parents because like she's not going to let me like do anything else. So I, I'm, I'm expecting some kind of like conflict where I'm hoping because Clementine has shown nothing but like responsibility and like maturity for her age that she will be reasonable and like understand whatever hard decision we have to make. Too long didn't read. Everyone dies except for Clementine and Lee. That's what I'm. I'm very excited, Mo, to go through this with you because things happen, and Cam and I are just smiling. (laughs) Cam's just smiling. I'm just smiling. Uh, Uh, Final thoughts about about episode three before we wrap it up, gents. Uh, Great, good episode. Maybe not my favorite. Like I loved one and two a little more, but like I know where it's going, so I'm excited. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like I think I think for the season, like for the overall season, season three is the best in the sense of like it develops the story a lot. It develops the characters. Like again, that train scene with Lee and Clementine is so vital to the rest of the series moving forward as Clement with Clementine as a character. Um, that, um, you know, again, I just think that in that sense, it's, and not even just Clementine, but other characters too. And I'm not going to explain why, uh, but like as a series, other characters as well. Um, and I think that, um, you know, cause the second, the second episode was great as a standoff, like a standalone episode. Like it's great. Like, you know, I think that, 
if if it wasn't if, if they made a little bit of changes it could have been like its own yeah. game like you know what i mean like uh in that sense but for the sense of like the characters and like all this all the things that go down like from a narrative standpoint i think it's the strongest but i don't think uh you know again like there are it does it's by far the yeah. longest episode oh, by okay. far the longest episode in the series in the, in the in the season and um and uh it so in that sense it's um you know it does drag cuz i i played the episode today and i was just like oh my gosh like this part needs to be done with already like you know but again just overall i think it is the most important episode when it comes to the overall season whether it be characters narrative points all that stuff yeah and for me it's my first time playing the the walking dead season one or any the seasons but because i don't know what happens in like four and five this one i felt was like the the best one in terms of like the depth of the story and the reactions from every character like the how emotionally distraught kenny was but you can tell he was still trying to like grasp what was going on within his like his worldview same with katya you can tell she understood everything that was happening like around her and like how she had to like be softened up to kenny and not be too harsh because she understood i I like the depth and the complexity in the conversations in this episode um i did get frustrated early on with a lot of parts i'm like this needs to be over but to me i'm not upset with it i liked uh, episode three that is episode three of our Telltale The Walking Dead series. Uh, we've got two more, uh, but before we close, I want to say a big thank you to Cam Hawkins. It is your third time on the show. We really appreciate your time. If people want to find you on the internet, find your wonderful work, uh, where can they do so? Yeah, you can uh, follow my work at DualShockers.com, uh, where I write news. Edit- editorials are like my the thing I like to write, but I write, I write everything, a little bit of everything. Uh, and then you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Cam Final Mix, and then I stream on uh, Twitch uh, Tuesdays to Fridays, uh, 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, and whenever I feel like it, outside of that, uh, at uh, Twitch.tv/slash Cam Final Mix. Um, what are you playing right now on your on your Twitch channel? Uh, right now, I'm playing. Uh, I'm going to be playing Hitman. Uh, Wonderful 2016 game. and then Hitman Two to gear up for uh, Hitman Three. Great games. Uh, self-plug, if you watch Cam's streams about Hitman 2016, we did a series on it. So here's, here's the, 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 the Power Twins or, you know, Power Twins Unite. You watch Cam's streams. You listen to our podcast. It works. It works really well together. Cam, thanks again. Um, we are looking forward to having you again for episode four. Mo, tell the folks where they can find you. You can find me I'm on almost all social media platforms at Emirtati. Um, but more so, I'm on the Discord server that we have. I'm chatting away with the, the crew and anyone else that's in our server. If you haven't joined up, it's on our website. That's leftbehindgame.club slash Discord. That will hook you directly into it where you can join up and get some free, some good gaming deals uh, and chat about what's going on in gaming right now. You can find me in that Discord server too, but if you want to find me on the, on the internet, you can do so at Jacob McCord on all major social media platforms, uh, Twitter, uh, TikTok, uh, YouTube. Uh, I'm kind of everywhere. Um, if you like podcasts, check out my other podcast. It's called Cutscenes. It is a video game movie podcast. We launched season two on February 4th. And so if you're listening to this, you don't have long to wait. There's a whole first season for you if you haven't listened to it. Uh, you can find that at cutscenes.ca. Uh, that is the end of our episode. Mike is not here. So, Mo, why don't you tell the wonderful listeners what we say at the end of our episodes? And that, my friends, is one less episode left behind.